Hey guys, welcome to Tandem Orgasms with your hosts, Jen and Kate, episode 15. Hey babes, this is Tandem Orgasms, your go-to podcast on life coaching, owning your divine feminine power, and the far out new age world of spirituality with your hosts, Caitlin Englert and Jen Morgan. Ladies, it's time to step into a new kind of confidence, one where you stop searching for and instead claim the balance you crave. Each week, we will bring you wisdom, personal experiences, and ridiculous banter that will have you laughing while also providing you with useful tools to transform your life from blah to turned on to your climactic inner diva. Hey everyone, are you feeling disconnected from either yourself or your relationships? Well, I have a solution for you. Grab my three-step guide to finding your inner power and begin your healing journey. And if you're feeling stuck and drained spiritually, like no matter how hard you try to feel better or how much work you put into your healing, you always backslide, get started with meditation and my free guided clearing and code activation bundle. All you have to do is head on over to the link in the show notes and sign up to receive the email with the manual and meditation. Okay, guys. So today what we're going to talk about is business and we're going to talk about many different things pertaining to business. But um, I think the first thing that I'd like to say is if you are someone who is uh, maybe aspiring to be a business owner, or you're currently a business owner, um, just know that reaching out to other people about being in business is a hugely valuable tool. Because um, Business is something that people pursue oftentimes because they value, um, they value certain things that they, they, they desire, right? They want to have a more freedom-based lifestyle. They want to travel more. They want to, um, you know, put themselves into something that, that feels like purpose. And all of those things are such valid reasons for getting into business, but also knowing that, um, it, it's not something that doesn't come without some, uh, you know, bumps in the road, and some challenges. And um, so I kind of wanted to just start from a place of saying that, um, you know, if you if you are hitting road bumps, know that creating a group or a community or reaching out to someone else with a business is extremely valuable. Because when you hit those road bumps, I've been talking about this a lot lately with um, clients and in um, some of the master classes that I've been doing, when you hit these road bumps, you're going to hit places of resistance. And it is very, very easy in those moments to um, go into self-limiting beliefs and wounded, um, you know, patterns uh, from different places in your life and bring them into your business. And there will be par- parts of you that will say, well, maybe I'm not good enough, or maybe I, I don't know what I'm doing, or maybe I need to learn more, or maybe, maybe I'm not cut out for this. And in those moments, I want you to think two things. One, find someone to reach out to because don't give up, okay? And number two, when you hit those places of resistance, it actually just means that you're about ready to grow. You're actually being prompted with your self-limiting beliefs and your wounded behavior to get rid of it so that you can move forward in your business, especially, especially, especially if your business is you. If you are a coach, if you are somebody doing something online, if your business is you, literally you uh, stepping forward to provide a service, an offer or something, you will see your inner work come right into your business. And it is very important that you look at those self-limiting beliefs and 
and say that, okay, this is coming up and I need to work through this. And this is resistance. And this is giving me an opportunity to grow past this self-limitation not to quit. Okay. So I just want to like really kind of say that upfront very boldly. I feel like at some point or not at some point at many points, business owners feel this way, no matter where you are in your business, Yeah. whether yes, it's, it's a little more intense sometimes in the beginning, but as an entrepreneur, typically businesses are always unfolding or changing or evolving. And so with that, every, with every change and, um, you know, growth, that is going to happen. That fear is going to set in that uncertainty, the questioning yourself. And so I think the thing to remember is if you are new, that even five years down the road from now, or even when you find that quote success that you're looking for in your business or how you vision it, you're still going to have those thoughts. Sometimes they don't fully go away. Mm -mm. It's just what are you doing with those thoughts? Are they preventing you from moving forward? Are they holding you back in some way? Are they making you feel like you're a failure before you even try? That's where the problem lies is if that's happening, then you're not going to find the growth you're looking for. Correct. You have to be able to hit those walls of resistance and take action anyway to know that whatever you have, um, and I think, you know, I hear this a lot and I think it is really powerful is to have a really solid why in your business and know that in those moments of resistance, if you can come back to that why, you can, you will be able to take action anyways, okay? And then another thing that I wanted to say, you know, being that we, we do talk about spiritual stuff here on the podcast, having a really solid, not rocky spiritual foundation, um, something that you can, a practice that you can come back to that keeps you aligned to your why is really, really critical. Like my thing that, that I do, and I just recently put this on a TikTok or I don't know, it'll be posted eventually. Um, I made it. So, you know, who knows when it's scheduled to go out? I don't know anymore. It's like, <laughs> I don't do my business anymore. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, just, people run I, it have, for me. I have a VA that she helps me. So I don't know when it's scheduled to go out. But, um, you know, so what I did was I recorded what I do in the morning to get me grounded um, so that people could see. And that's that for me is like, this is a practice that when I'm hitting resistance, like I, I'm recently growing my business you know, again, kind of behind the scenes, people can't really see what's going on right now, but massive, massive growth stage. Okay. So when you hit those walls of resistance, if you don't have a foundation to come back to that grounds you in your why, like a practice that keeps you really, really firm in that place, it's very easy to get totally, um, kind of just off track. And when you get off track, your mind goes into a place of not wanting to take action. You you'll sit in the resistance and, it's very, very important that you have something in place that lets you take the action anyway, regardless of the self-limiting belief that's coming up, right? So for me, it's sitting, it's waking up early, sitting in the mor- morning before anything distracts my day, anything, any moving pieces. Cause I know, I, I mean, I wake up early. So I wake up at five in the morning, which sounds insane. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it's also insane. Um, but I wake up and I go outside it, it, pending the weather is good. Honestly, I've been going out anyway, because it's been very, very rainy here. So it just is what it is. And I, and I get centered. I sit and I just observe my world. Under her tree. What was that? Under her tree. 
Yes. Oh, well, that's the second part of it. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, um, first I sit and then I go to my tree and I get grounded and I just touch my tree and I like release anything that's not working for me or no longer serving me. And then, you know, when I'm going back to starting whatever those business processes are for the day, I'm going in with a grounded perspective. And what's really honestly the best, most beneficial part of this, other than I have something to do when I'm feeling resistance is, is that when you um, are spiritually centered and you come back to what feels of purpose to you, because that is different for everyone, you can, lo- you can unlock different levels of um, like almost it's like streaming information, okay? Versus you going into your business and you sourcing, especially if your business is you, you're, you could be somebody who sources information off of yourself, And what that kind of does is it means that it's coming from a place of like self-reliance versus uh, you being spiritually aligned and and kind of opening and like basically it's like channeling like so basically like uh, turning on something like a like internet streaming like Wi-Fi okay versus you trying to like plug in your um, computer to like a a router to like you know it's it's just a more you're, you're, it's more draining process, right? So a draining process is like you relying on your own intelligence instead of being able to open up to divine intelligence and divine information. And, um, it's, it's a lot easier. Like you're, you're fighting like less upstream, even if you're in resistance, if you can center yourself enough to, um, channel, uh, information that's greater than what you have then the greater the part of your, you know, what do they say? Uh, greater than the sum of your, your parts. Like if you can stream into that, you're going to make 10 times more progress. So it does, you know, having a practice does, does more than one thing for you. It keeps you when you're hitting resistance from quitting, it gets you centered before you put yourself into your business. It keeps you focused on your purpose, your why, and it allows you to stream information versus relying on your own self, which will usually lead to burnout, unfortunately, because at some point you will become misaligned with that. And your intuition won't be as strong. You, you kind of go blind. You can go blind in your business for sure. Well, right? kind of going off that. So a little bit about how I started was I've always went into everything, just went into it, right? Like I've never fully, yeah, like whether it was, this is the first time I've really owned my own business. Like I've tried a couple other things, but didn't really find that it worked. Um, with what I was doing, it didn't align with me. But even when I went into those things, my motivation and my intention was not coming from a spiritual place. It was that I wanted to make money. I wanted to be busy. I wanted to do all these things. And self-proving, I want to prove myself. Yeah. Like I want people to notice what I'm doing. So this time I had a lot of conversations with different people in my life about what I wanted to do. And there was a lot of fear about starting it because I didn't want it to be like the other things I had tried, Mm -hmm. but I was more conscious and intentional going into this. It took me a little longer to make the decision to start the coaching business. And that was a good thing for me to slow down Mm -hmm. and be intentional. And then even going into it, thinking about how did I want my schedule to look? How was I going to take care of myself? like who was going to be my ideal client and my niche to make sure that I wasn't like all over the place with my postings and my topics Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And so 
that was the first time. And I feel it that I've ever done that. And I feel like a lot of people miss that. They just get sucked into like, I want to leave the job I'm at, or this is something. Well, it's a short-term payoff, right? So instead of looking at your business, like it's this thing with a short-term term payoff, which hopefully, you know, it does have a payoff, but can you look at it like a long-term project, like a long-term, because here's the thing, like people do all the time in the coaching world. And I have seen people drop like flies. I've been in this long enough to see what the patterns are, right? And the typical pattern is somebody comes in and they come in guns a-blazing, right? Heavy and hard. And what happens is usually one or two cycles at that and they drop like flies, okay? I've seen people, I've been in this for now, uh, coaching for eight years and I've watched people who have built massive empires completely crumble into nothing because of coaching and the reason that this happens is they come in and they come in and they approach their business like this thing that's going to be the solution to their problem and give them the quick win validation that they want what it actually does is awakens their ego you know and their ego gets really really loud because of it even if they have really good monetary success very quickly it very quickly becomes unsustainable and they don't know how to do it again so what they'll usually do is they'll do the same thing over and what they realize then is when they do this same process over eventually it starts to diminish in returns and they get very frustrated and then they don't know what to do next right so this is a thing i've seen a lot where just like that like you're saying what's the intention behind it if there's not a good intention behind it and you're approaching your business from a, you, you want something out of it that is a short term, like I call it, it's, it's hustle mode versus being aligned. Okay. I've done both of them. I've done hustle mode and hustle mode has its time and its place. And it's hella fun. Cause you're like, Ooh, I'm making money. Right. And that's really good. And you like that, but usually most of the time it feeds your ego and it's the quick win. Okay. So that's the thing people don't see is that your business is seasons and it needs to be multidimensional. You can do hustle mode if you want. If you're, if you're want to pursue that, that's fine. And like, no shame on you, but know that you have to create something sustainable too. Otherwise it's very frustrating. Yeah. So like one big thing for me, even just like what boundaries that I want to have with myself going Mm -hmm. into my business. Mm -hmm. And I knew who I did not want to work with. I knew Mm -hmm. the clients I did not want. And I knew that if I didn't give myself a day off during the week, then I wasn't going to have any time to myself to create more for my business or even just do some self-care stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I knew being an entrepreneur, for me, the goal was not to hustle, hustle, hustle all the time. Even though I know that comes at certain points, having to hustle, I don't believe I, and I did not want to start a business to live in the hustle. I have lived in the hustle for so long, whether that was through my career or other areas of my life, school, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm just exhausted from the hustle. And I've realized I don't have to hustle to find the success or the wealth that I'm looking for. And the spiritual business concept, I didn't really know that was a thing, but I have used my guides and I've used other like spiritual coaches and stuff around me. And that information has helped me just trust the process that I don't need to expect myself to put out 
you know, something that I'm not ready for, or to force myself to do something I don't want to do or take on clients that I don't want. And now I'm fortunate where I'm in a situation where I don't need my business right now to support me financially. And I think that is what you were talking about, like that ego and that hustle is a lot of people are trying to get out of jobs that they're not happy in, or they do need to support themselves. So that fear of when you have a dip in clients or you don't have as much income coming in, that's really scary for a lot of people. And so people will just take on whoever they can because mm-hmm. they, they need the money. Right. Well, and it's, a huge, it's a huge motivator. Right. So like right. a lot of times, you know, people want to get out of the nine to five job. Right. And so I see this a lot in the coaching world too, is that people want to get out of the nine to five job and that's great. Great. So we know what you don't want anymore. Cool. Right. But what they'll do also too, is that um, they will find a coach or they'll find somebody who knows the process to teach them. Right. And what usually happens is they'll, they'll, um, they'll, they'll hire a coach. Right. And the coach has, you know, some sort of monetary investment. Obviously you're working with a coach. You got to pay the coach. Right. And so usually what people do is, and I think this is a really fascinating, great thing. I quite like it actually, but people get stuck in this. Okay. So say somebody wants to work with me and I say, okay, well, it's three grand to work with me. Right. And, um, they're like, oh my gosh, I want to quit my job. And, um, I I really want to work with this person, but three grand, holy crap. I don't have that. And then what, what, somebody who has a relative foundation with, with business already will go out and do is they will try to get clients to make that money back. They'll spend the money. They'll say, I want to work with Jen. She's a great coach. And then they'll actually pay or whatever. And then say, oh my gosh, now I need to go find this amount of people to, to warrant this. Okay. Which is a great motivator. It's a really great motivator. Okay. Because it's saying I'm investing in this. I need to do something. I need to take action. Right. And it's great because it puts, it puts fire under people's butt. But what I don't like to see is people to get stuck in that behavior of like, I'm using my business to, um, have this uh, like fall, fallback situation. Instead of looking at it from creating consistency and creating stability, they will go, they will, they will continue to look at their business like this thing that, well, if I, if I, if I, I need to, I can just pull the trigger and I can find people. And it doesn't end up really aligning to like, cause they're, they are, they do tend to take on anybody in that moment. Right. It's not necessarily the most aligned, but it also is a huge confidence booster. So it has its benefits in those moments for that person to see, Oh my gosh, I actually can sell. I actually can do this. And it's a really great thing. But if you carry that intention through to your whole business and you, you're actually really looking at your business like a fallback instead of something that's on the forefront, you know, you're almost kind of putting it in this category of, um, you're not taking it seriously, right? Or ego takes over in those moments because one, money feels good. But also when you're focused on, oh, I need the money to pay this off. Then for me, that can be really easy. And what I've seen is it takes away the focus and the genuineness of why you are a coach or why you went into this business in the first place. It takes away from that. And then you're not, uh, serving the purpose that you want you to set out to right? it, like, yeah that you set out to exactly yeah. and, and so I think too that I see all the time and you probably see this too is that people vastly undervalue themselves so it's either I kind of see people wave waver one way and then um they they don't 
so there's a lack of self-worth on one side and then the ego on the other side, which is, you know, lack of self-worth is an ego base. But I, when I say ego, I mean something that's, uh, I'm going to prove myself, right? So you have over here, I'm going to prove myself, which is I'm going to hustle. I'm going to do the thing. And, and my self-worth is going to be built on this. And then you have the opposite person who over here, it's still a self-worth issue, but they will undervalue themselves, grossly undervalue themselves, right? They will give away free coaching um, all of the time. They will charge really, really low rates for their really, really unique skill set. They're really, really good coaching. They're, these are people who are um, sometimes entering into their business and they're, they're they're um using it to to try to like validate themselves but they never do they just keep charging very little and they keep having that kind of self-limitation come up around their worth and that's kind of another thing too where you have the cycle over here of well i'm just gonna hustle and i'm kind of looking at my business like it's um you know, not, not uh, putting it on this, you know, because when you, you have a level of integrity with something, you show up in a consistent way, right? So over here is not consistent. And then over here is like grossly undervaluing your work to the point where I see people massively, massively burnt out by taking on like a ton of clients and they could be kind of rearranging that in a way that's like, let me value myself more. Let me work through this self uh, worth issue and stop burning out so that I can actually serve because they're not actually able to serve all that well either. This person with the lack of intention or this person over here with a ton of intention that is burning themselves out all the time. Well, and I want to talk about this concept of remembering to have fun, right? Yeah, really? There's times that business is obviously not fun, but I, that's another one of the intentions that I had set out in the beginning was I want to have fun with this business. It's not about a destination. And I know myself to, to say that I don't stick with the same thing for too long. So I can stick with coaching, but how I will coach or what I will be doing in my business is going to be ever changing. You can hop into a new car, so to speak. Right. Exactly. And so just remembering to have fun. And when I have found those moments of fear and uncertainty or dips in clients, I have run into that. It's like a roller coaster. You know, oh, it God, comes, right? it comes and goes. And I go into panic mode a lot about like, oh my goodness, what does this mean? Is it a reflection of me? People don't want to work with me. Uh, you know, I'm not making the money. I'm, you know, I have these bills to pay. I got, and so I go into like panic and then I have to bring myself back, recenter myself and just say, it's not always about meeting with clients. There's other areas to your business and you need this space right now. So I can open myself up and be more creative in my business. And it's an opportunity, not a setback. Right. And so even right now that's happened, I have a dip and it's probably because it's summer and because I, it's July, it July is a terrible month for sales period. And, yeah, exactly. Every like, business owner says that. Yes. If you're out there and you are busy, you're listening to this, please understand July sucks as a sales month. Just understand it. Like you're not alone. So there's that, you know? Yeah. And I put it out there to the universe that I wanted to slow down. I wanted to enjoy the summer 
And, uh, you know, again, for me, it's not all about financials, but I definitely have gotten caught up in that. Mm-hmm. And especially it's when there's so easy this. to play the, the numbers game. Right. And so mm-hmm. that brings me into something I wanted to mention too, is, um, well, two different things. One, I want to say you have to remember in business that there are seasons. Okay. It, you have to remember that. So you're going to have your seasons where, especially if you are in an online space. Okay. You have seasons where things are going to be great. And then you have seasons where you're actually like, like July. Okay. So July is notoriously a, a bad month for sales, like pretty much in every industry. Okay. It's across the board for the most part. Okay. So I could look at this and I could say, oh my gosh, I'm not making money. So I'm such a failure. Or I can instead say, this is a season. What do I want to do with my season? So for me right now, currently I'm working behind the scenes. I'm working behind the scenes and implementing many, many, many things. So when I hit my next season, when I, when I have my massive growth season, guess who implemented all the things that they needed to get done. Right. So remember that there's seasons, you'll have your big money seasons and then you'll have lulls. It's okay to have lulls. What are you going to do with it? So use it as information. And then the second thing I wanted to say is, you know, really um, try not to make things about you. So the numbers game, right? If you make your what's coming in about you, when it doesn't come in, you're also making it about you. Okay. And the, and this brings me into like what I hear 99.9% of the time, which is people want social engagement. They want followers. Okay. But these are also people that are sitting there watching their followers grow or not grow. And they're very frustrated because they're making it mean something about their success or their failure. And I'm telling you, whether you have 10K followers or you have five followers, you can still make sales, period. Okay. So don't make that story about you. And if you can enter in that way and keep yourself in check, you're going to be a lot healthier. Most people don't know that I took a whole entire year off of my business. I literally like shut the doors, like, and I stopped showing up online completely for an entire year. And there was a lot of fear with that because I was like, well, I'm not sure I'll be able to come back. What happens if everything dies? Right. So I had created quite a social media following. I had massive amounts of success. I wrote a book. I have a whole online course uh, platform. I have an online school. I've created massive amounts of things and I still decided to take a whole entire year off because my voices in my head got so loud and I made everything about me that I had to, I had to walk away to be able, because I, I actually could, I stopped keeping myself in check. So know that when you start to do the numbers game or you start to make it mean something about you, because if your business is you, it's really hard not to do that, but keep yourself in check because you don't want your ego to get so loud where Like I couldn't hear what was up and I couldn't tell what was up and down anymore. I had to walk away completely because I had gotten myself into a place of such confusion and lack of direction. I did not know what way to go, which is why I'm able to coach to that now. People who, you know, they have 20 certifications and they're like, how do I put this together into something? And I'm so frustrated because I don't know the tech and I don't know the right way. And they get very stuck in their head about, you know, what are the next right steps? How, I, I don't know how to do this. And then the voice gets loud, right? The self-limiting belief gets loud, which is like, you're a failure. You don't know how to do it. You're not smart enough. You're not enough. You're whatever. And if you let those things get too loud, you know, it, it can be really, really, um, it can overpower what could just be an action step or 
finding clarity and being able to just sift through the noise. And that that's a very challenging part of business where I feel like if people develop the skill set around that and they learn how to develop that skill set, you, you're pretty much unstoppable. You, you like you there's nothing that can fuck with you at that point when you can develop that for yourself. But until you learn how to, to do that, it is a little rocky. So give yourself some grace and then just remind yourself, like, why? Why am I doing this? You know? I've set some major boundaries for myself and my business. And that was trying not to do everything overnight. And mm-hmm. I actually have a few people that in my life that have been coming to me recently that are wanting to start their own business or they, they would love to, but they can't financially do it um, or don't have the time for it either. You know, if you're working full time or you have kids, it definitely, there's more challenges involved, but there's a couple people and that I've been speaking with and they, you know, they're like, where else do you get referrals besides, you know, psychology today? And, you know, what about this place? What about this place? How do you do that? And I'm like, you have only started your business for like a month or six and weeks. They, and they, yeah. And they're like, slow down. Self-limitation, holding slow down. And that was a major boundary I set with myself. Cause I've always went in with that masculine energy and like that I had to do everything overnight. Yeah. And yeah. yes, that is a good, having that mindset's a good entrepreneur mindset. Like where can I get as many referrals as possible, but also keeping yourself in check and not trying to accomplish everything overnight, right? Like being able to enjoy who you're serving, who is coming to you, putting your energy into those people. And I found myself doing that. Like the first few months of my business, I was too focused on getting referrals. And like you said, building my social media following that I realized I wasn't focused on the people that were engaging with me, that the clients that were showing up in my office or on Zoom with me. And so I had to really take a look at that. And I switched my mindset to, you know what, if I put all my energy into the people that are in front of me showing up already and just show up for them, that's why I built this business and show up for them, then, then they're going to keep coming right? The universe is going to keep providing for me. And if I don't, then it's not going to provide. I am going to just, um, people are going to feel that energy. They can. And, and when you have that disingenuous energy, like that, that it stops the bus, man. Like it, like it really does. Like the universe will provide people for you. It will provide alignment. But if you need a check, guess what? It's going to check you too. It's going to yeah, check absolutely. your intention really, really quick. If your intention is, I just want to make money it doesn't really work the same and your stuff is going to come up quicker, which, Hey, if you got to take that route, you know, to learn, then take that route to learn like no shame in that. But at the same time, you know, um, if you have a a really solid intention behind what you're doing and you genuinely, um, can hold space for people in their journey, that sets a different intention too. You know, it sets you up for receiving people that, that are good soul aligned clients. And, um, you know, when you're working through some of the other types of like limitation and stuff, you might see people show up still, but they might not be really aligned to you, right? Like it might be like frustrating for you to work with this person, or these might be people that 
you know, they want coaching for free and they don't want to pay you or, you know, you're going to see a direct reflection of the way that you um, are entering your life and entering your business mirrored right back to you and your clients mirrored right back into what you see on your business forefront. So getting your energy right is so, so, so critical. And it's a huge, huge misstep step because the thing is like, you're literally going to see a direct correlation. It takes a little bit of looking at it to really see it. Oh, like I attracted this and here's why, you know? So for example, like if I'm treating my business like a hobby and I'm like, well, I'm not really all that serious about it. Guess what kind of clients are going to show up for me? It's going to be the clients that don't take doing the work seriously. I'm going to feel like I'm pulling them. I'm going to feel like they, they say they want to do the work, but they're not doing work. Do you see what I'm saying? So you're going to see a direct correlation with that all of the time. It's literally, it's you, you cannot lie with energy. It's going to be mirrored back to you, whether you like it or not. So again, if you're looking at, um, you know, say you just, they're the, your why you're not focused on your why you're like, I'm just going to, I just want to make money. Right. You're going to, you might see people show up actually either people that don't want to pay you because the universe likes to do that one. That one's a fun one. Or you'll see people that want a really quick result and they won't believe that they've got it. Right. So you might see clients that like they do your program and they, 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 um, they didn't like necessarily put in the work, but they wanted the outcome and well, I didn't get the outcome. So this wasn't a good experience for me. And like, you know, they'll end up wanting their money back or something. Like you'll see stuff like that. And it is a direct correlation of the way that you're entering. Well, I think though that that's a fear too, right. Is I know uh, a lot of people that I've spoken with and including myself is I felt this fear of, well, what if I charge this much and people don't feel like they're getting what they expected out of it. Yeah. You know, and then so I that like, means you need to lean on that intention of what you intend to bring them even more. Mm-hmm. Because if you do that, you, you realize like, I actually do know what I'm doing. That is a fear that most people, I think it prevents them from starting their business or it prevents them from, uh, like you said, like starting to like valuing their actual work. They're like, well, what if I actually don't know how to get that person there? And I well, remember so actually having these conversations with you in the beginning. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Confidence. Like, what if I don't know where I'm taking them? And I'm like, trust me, you do, and you will, and you will figure it out and you'll figure out a method to it. I, and I remember actually mapping it out on paper, showing you like, this is my framework of how I work with people, but do I use that on every person? And do I use it so linearly? No, I show up for them to hold space for them. So I know what to do in those moments. Cause like, you don't just have a certain archetype of one person that shows up for you in your clientele. You show up for them and you dance, right? Like you don't just stand there and you don't just static with a partner. You dance with them. And if you enter that, you will always know, like you will, because here's the thing. The universe doesn't make any mistakes about who is attracted to you, regardless of if it's trying to show you something you need to learn or if that person has showed up because you can be the teacher for them. Either way, it's all perfect. It's all gone the way it's supposed to go. Yeah. I think a big part of starting your business is going to be building that confidence and belief in yourself. And I even see it with people that I've known own businesses forever. And a lot of my Mm -hmm. friends aren't necessarily coaches, they're therapists, but very similar. And 
they severely undercharge. And I'm like, you are amazing at what yeah. you do. And they're like, well, I feel bad charging X amount of money for clients. I said, if they want to pay it and they know you're worth it, then let them make that decision. You oh don't God, make that decision. Good. You let them know. And yes, you may get a lot of no's, but yeah. you also will get a lot of yeses, but you always will get more but no's you than you get yeses. To that, like you need to, if you want to, um, you know, have people that see your value show up, you need to value yourself that much first because it's going to match you. Exactly. And those no's and those people that can't pay you will fall away. That's mm-hmm. okay. Like that's actually great. Cause guess what? It just did. It paved the way, right. Mm-hmm. Or other people to come in that do align and do want to pay you for the good work that you do in the world. And I see people also, you know, very, a lot of inner child stuff comes up with people in this, the self-worth, the confidence issue, a lot of inner child, that inner child, like when you're about to do something, if you're somebody who's like, I'm about to start a business and I am scared that this is when the inner child will come out really hard for people. And it will, uh, you know, those, those like self-limiting beliefs and stuff like the inner child will get so, so, so like, you don't know what you're doing and well, maybe you're not good enough. It's usually like a not good enough thing, yeah. but it gets so, so loud and you have to be able to be like, okay, inner child, I see you. Okay. Ego, I see you. Like, I'm going to love you anyway. I was talking to my friend the other day and I was saying like, it's not to say you have to make it go away. Right not saying make your inner child go away. I'm saying, love your inner child harder and say, Hey, I see you. You're there. And Hey, you can be here too, but guess what I can still do. I can still take action. My friend, like you can stay here by all means. Like I see you. Like that was me the other day. I was like, well, my resistance to, I was like, well, okay. I don't know all the right steps here. And I kind of fell into a place of resistance and I was like, okay, resistance. I see you. And I also know that I'm in a massive growth stage and that's why my resistance is here and my resistance is here to meet me. And my resistance kept telling me, you don't know what you're doing because you don't know the next right step and you're not smart enough. That's what my inner child likes to say. I'm not smart enough. You know, I don't have it figured out. I'm not smart enough. And it's usually around very linear things of how my, my brain works. It's structure. It's actual systems, background systems. I tend to get a little bit like, um, well, well, maybe you don't know what you're doing. And I'm like, shit, I'm smart as hell. I actually do know what I'm doing. So anyways, I took my, I, I told my inner child, I'm like, you can stay here and I'm going to love you like harder. Uh, but I'm also going to be this. Cause I actually do know what the hell I'm doing. And I actually am smart. And like, I I'm like, uh, I've done this and this and this and this and this and this. And like, this is actually a cakewalk and I'm just getting in my head and I'm overthinking it. It's like, I don't need to worry about that. So I was like, I can be the badass boss that I am. And the person that I know is, has the skill set, And at the same time, I can still feel like, what if I'm not smart enough to figure this out and care for that person, that, that part of me, like I didn't, I, for a while I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm trying to make it go away. And I was like, no, you can be here too. Like that is a facet of you. You don't have to necessarily get rid of it, but you can say, I see you. I don't need to act from you right now. I can still take action over here. Cause I do know what I'm doing. Right. I think people forget that they get in their head and they're like, how do I make this feeling go away? What if you stop trying to make the feeling go away and you just say, Hey, I see you. I embrace you. I embrace you too. I embrace a part of me. That's a little scared. I embrace a part of me that feels like I'm about to launch a business and I don't know what I'm doing, but I also embrace a part of me that's really quick and smart, you know, and is highly capable and has proven that many times, right? Can't you be both and take the action anyway? You know, 
And I, I think that's a really powerful thing because I think a lot of us spend a lot of our lives trying to negate pieces of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm kind of um, getting to this place where I'm like, I want to tell as many people as possible, like, you don't have to do that anymore. Like, I'm a Gemini, dude. I got 10 personalities. And I've been told my whole entire life, like, I'm inconsistent or I'm kind of crazy or what I and so screw it. I am. Okay. That's freaking cool, dude. I'm going to own that too. And I'm going to be whoever one of the 10 today I want to be. And it might flip between five, but it doesn't have to mean anything. And I don't have to like dumb down a part of me for someone else. I'm not willing right. to do it. I don't, I'm yeah, not willing. Just staying honest and true to who you are and how you want to show up in your business, I think is the takeaway today. And mm-hmm. I know that we didn't get into the concrete steps of starting a business, but we will, we will get into that in future episodes. But a lot of these concepts that we talked about today are foundational for starting a business and navigating a business, even if you are a couple years into this. Yes. And just remembering you don't have to do everything overnight. And we all want to find that success or wealth or financial freedom. Of course we want that. Um, and it will happen. It's just, you also have to take care of yourself, build your foundation and get real intentional as you navigate through this, this journey, because that's what it is. And so we just want to end the episode though, with, do you want to share one of those stories that we were talking about? Um, we were talking about like some of the other like business owners and entrepreneurs that oh, yeah. have okay. had. Yeah. We'll just pick one for today because I think the story is really cool. So you can, you're the one that knows them, but. Well, I think I can just mention in general, I think people can do their, their research on this, but one of the things that kind of keeps me going in my business is um, kind of coming back to these success stories where somebody was like these are these are known people known names that if you look at the backstory of it it ha- it shows the amount of perseverance that entrepreneurs um will often have to have in order to see what they they like what they want what they desire their purpose come to fruition so i really like to remind myself like i i think sometimes to myself that I'm like, well, I, I'm not where I want to be, right? It's so easy for us to look at that because we want to be somewhere. And I think, well, what, you know, what if I never get there, right? And I, then I think of these stories and I say to myself, okay, like <laughs> I, see, I see you resistance because, you know, you have Julia Childs, right? Julia Childs was not famous for cooking until well later in her life, well later in her life. And she's pretty much a household name now. She's like the number one name in cooking. She's the standard, right? You have Colonel Sanders, who, I mean, who doesn't like love fried chicken? I'm sure there's some vegans on here and I'm, I'm not trying to offend you, but um, <laughs> you know, KFC is a, again, another brand, another, it's a household name. People know KFC, they know, they, they know what it is, right? This is somebody who very much, very later in their life, I don't know how old Colonel Sanders was, but I feel like he was in his maybe 70s or something like that when when he came up with KFC. These are people that have tried many things over and over and they have failed or failed is really a question. Have they, did they fail, right? 
was it just a step to growing? The guy who invented the Dyson vacuum cleaner had like some ungodly amount of numbers of, of, of prototypes that literally like just did not work. And people told him he wasn't going to. And all the guy wanted to do, like he was passionate as hell to develop the best vacuum cleaner ever, right? And people probably was like, people, I think he borrowed money from like a ton of people too, to do this. Like you have to look up the story, but it's unbelievable the amount of perseverance that entrepreneurs have. And that's what I want you to approach your business with is saying, you know what? I'm going to hit some roadblocks and I'm going to hit resistance. And every time that I'm going to grow and up level, I'll probably hit that. But the worst thing that you can do is quit because every time you think you fail, you gain more information, right? And you get smarter. And if you get smarter, you, you start working smarter and not harder. And eventually you do hit that payoff at some given juncture. I think honestly, what makes the most successful entrepreneurs is people that can embrace failure and embrace fear. And say, you know what, like, I'm afraid I'm going to do it anyway. And I feel like, you know what, like, I've had some failures here, but actually, what am I learning? And can I keep going? It's having really unshakable roots and perseverance towards what you're wanting to accomplish and what you want to see. Yeah, and those setbacks, they're, they're not going to always feel great, you know, no. you're going to feel down or, um, you know, get into that overthinking yeah. spiral and get down on yourself but and don't compare yourself to others plates either because like I'm thinking there yeah. might be some people out there and they might be thinking like well Jen it's easy for you to say you have this and blah 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 on paper and guys this isn't my first business okay I have a background in marketing and I have a like I have a degree in communications and marketing I have also worked corporately for in like you know in corporate America in marketing and communications. I've also worked at marketing agencies. I've also had my own business in social media and making websites. This isn't my first business. So don't look at me and say, that's so out there. Mm -hmm. It took me many, 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 many steps to create what I've created for myself. Right. So just another little, little tidbit, little reminder is like, look, stay in your own, don't look on other people's papers because you'll drive yourself crazy too. Mm -hmm. Just be, have that purpose, have that purpose, lean into your purpose. Don't look at what I have, what Kate has, what someone else has and say, I'll never get to there. If you have purpose, you absolutely will. And you're also not seeing somebody else's path. Mm -hmm. It ta has taken me multiple failures to get to where I am of what one would consider failures that I took as learning opportunities to, to use as information and many, many, many steps over years and years. I, I, I've been in business since I was 20. I've had a business. Right, I'm right. 32, 12 years. Yeah. And you life. had to learn from each of those experiences yeah. in order to continue to grow. Yeah. You know, and so that's what the business, being a business owner is about. It's about growth and yeah. being able to, yes, have the life you want and that you vision, but staying true and authentic to who you are throughout that process. Mm -hmm. So thank you guys for showing up today. We really appreciate all the love. Um, you know, if you have any ideas for topics or anything that you want to hear more of, please send us a, a DM on Instagram. Yeah, if you want us to teach you something, you're like, I'm struggling with this in my business, just DM. Or like my clients like to tell me that I'm smart. So, you know, that's nice. I know. I say I'm not <laughs> smart. It's just life experiences because I learn yeah. from my experiences. 
you know, that's where overthinking sometimes is a good thing for me because I take this. Oh my gosh, I had this conversation today. It's like us people who are conscious are also like critically, we will chew on something like relentlessly. Is that like because we can self-reflect? Do you 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 get into this too where where you're like self-diagnosing yourself? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. So I went to shopping with my friend the other day for her for her shoes and I was like, yeah, I, we're at Marshall's and I just really want to buy a shirt right now. And I said this like, like jokingly, I was like, yeah, you know, maybe I'm like in a depression or something. And she's like, you think? And I was like, no, I've already talked myself through it. And I, I've already figured out where it's coming from. And she's like, do you want to talk about it? No, no, I've already worked it out with like myself. Like, myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> myself. No, it's not depression. It's actually this. Um, But you know, it's <laughs> she's like, she's like, okay okay you crazy <laughs> I just you if you wanted to talk yeah <laughs> I'm like it's already, it's already been self-diagnosed it's fine it's not it's not anything it's nothing to worry so, about it's just my self-limiting belief <laughs> if you think Jen and I are smart and you want to hear more <laughs> on a topic then just yeah send us a message and we'd love to talk about it or if you just want to dm me to tell me I'm smart like I will take the compliment ego yeah message. that would be really nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's my ego speaking yeah <laughs> Just don't tell us we're dumb, even yeah. though I know sometimes we can be. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes. Don't forget to follow us at Jen underscore Morgan and Caitlin dot Englert dot coaching for updates. If you love this episode, take a screenshot and share to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Until next time, have fun and don't forget to pleasure yourself. <laughs>